Yeah, so um, the worship leader at our church, um, he was he was actually at Allen AME mm. um, last Sunday because he does Young Life in South Jamaica, and he had to pick something up for one of his kids. And mm. um, shout out to Young Life. Young Life is uh, yeah, I'm gonna edit that out. But uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, so so he he was like in the in the office, uh, I guess like some sort of room in the church as, as Kanye was finishing up Sunday service. Mm -hmm. And like, that was the room that like, I guess Kanye was like walking back into when he was done. So it was just like him, (laughs) Kanye, like three people that were just like in that church office building. He was just like, Oh, I'm just here with Kanye. Just chilling with Kanye, yeah, man. So chilling with Kanye. It's, it's crazy times to be at church in a major U.S. city. You know, man. you just might run into into the man himself. So yeah, it's all kinds of you know crazy, crazy things surrounding that man. We should do a, definitely do an episode. We should on that. definitely do an episode. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's Brian the Theological Giant. This is Andy Young, there, so Kanye here with you guys, man. Uh, city image, y'all probably like, man, wait a minute. Y'all still exist? No, we definitely, we definitely still here. Um, we wanted to just, um, man, just give y'all some life updates um, on on where, you know, where I've been in particular, um, mm. and things that I've been been wrestling with, and, and even explaining why the podcast has just been um, not not around for the past few months. Uh, so we dive into just. Um, Particularly my unemployment. Um, I was recently let go from my job at Christian Union. And so we talk about how that's been for me, how that's been challenging my identity as a minister, as a Christian. And so, yeah, please stay tuned and join us, man, as we we dive into this. And, And the hope is that, you know, people who... You know, find themselves unemployed, but really just find themselves in a rut, man. When life just kind of hits you, you know, where where are you going to find your peace from? You know, so my, my mm. hope is that this can be encouraging to to a lot of people. But yeah, man. So stick, stay tuned, yeah. and and, I'll, and, and I'll, as I unravel the depths of my yeah, soul, we've heard you guys. We don't want to leave you on red. <laughs> yeah, We're getting back to you. We yeah. promise. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So this is definitely going to be a more personal podcast. But the reality is that I've always wanted this to be. Uh, something that um, people know who we are, right? Yeah. So, so cool, man. Stay tuned. I see the image. Keep it locked. to take some time just to update you guys on my life 
you know, um, one of the things that we want from this podcast is for people to have not just factual information coming from us, not just opinions and things of that nature, but for you guys to actually know who we are, know, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on in our lives. And I think one of the questions that our listeners might be having is, you know, what happened to City Image? Y'all had like a fire episode. <laughs> Last episode, y'all got real spicy. There's like conspiracy theories <laughs> as to why we <laughs> took a break. Yeah, yeah. People think, man, did you guys get in trouble for that? I don't know. You know, and then, uh, you know, all of a sudden, um, you know, you guys were gone. So, I mean, I think there's definitely a lot of reasons uh, for that. And, you know, for me, I think the biggest thing that's happened, you know, for me in the last few months was uh, definitely unemployment. I got let go from my job. Um, For those of you who may not know, I was a ministry fellow at Columbia University through an organization called Christian Union. And Christian Union does campus ministry on all Ivy League campuses uh, in America and Stanford. And so I was doing campus ministry at Columbia University, uh, just responsible for, for providing spiritual mentorship to the students there, teaching Bible courses there. That was my main role. And I got let go from that uh, in July. Now, I wasn't over anything that was immoral. It wasn't even because of you know poor job performance. But the ministry just didn't have enough students to have two male ministry fellows. So I had another male ministry fellows fellow. And so uh, we really struggled with attracting male students to the ministry, which tends to be a thing in ministry these days. Just, you know, it's hard to kind of get men to come along. And so we the numbers had kind of really dwindled. Um, and so they chose between me and the other male ministry fellow and the other male ministry fellow simply had more tenure. Uh, he was one of the founders of the ministry and me being the one that was like most recent hire had less tenure. So they let me go. And, you know, there, there was a lot of things that came with that. Mm. You know what I mean? A lot of, uh, frustrations, a lot of emotional things that were happening, a lot of questions, a lot of doubts, a lot of confusion, a lot of fear. Um, And it kind of made focusing on a podcast a little bit difficult. Mm. But, uh, you know, obviously we're going to we're going to continue. City Image will never die, you know. Uh, So that's that's just get that. Just be clear about that. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I really wanted to just dive into that because I do feel like when when life happens, it's a good opportunity to really just, you know, talk through things, think through things, or even encourage other people who might be going through similar kind of things. So I really did want to just kind of dive into just some of the things that surround were surrounding that. Yeah, and I just listening to, to Brian's situation, I myself um, am in full-time ministry, and a lot of the questions, a lot of the stuff that you, you were processing and dealing with, that's stuff that I've dealt with before too and I think it comes kind of part and parcel um, not just a full time ministry but just kind of like going through your 20s going through your 30s and just kind of asking all of these identity questions vocational questions and so um, just hearing Brian's story I feel like um, it's not only something where it's like we're giving an update to uh, you know the folks who are faithful listeners but at the same time also yeah. giving kind of just a, a really solid 
testimony and just something to relate to in terms of kind of stuff that we all go through and we think we're alone and we're dealing yeah. with it. And, uh, and then, you know, you realize, oh shoot, everybody around me is kind yeah. of asking these same questions Absolutely. and going through these same experiences as well. So yeah, man, it's got, it's got a lot of value. So, um, yeah, what was it, what was it like, man? Like kind of like the weeks leading up to you getting let go from your job? Man, I worked at Christian Union for three years. Had an initial boss who hired me. That first year was like great. It was like Disneyland. <laughs> um, just totally loved working my job. And uh, into the second year, things got really challenging under a new boss that came in after my old boss transitioned out. And within a few months of working under my new boss is when, you know, I had a review, a semester review. We kind of do two reviews for the academic year. Um, and this was spring of 20, uh, I want to say 2018, um, is when he, you know, no, actually it was February 2018 is when he said like, you know, I, I would think we, we should probably let you go. And, you know, he said it in way harsher <laughs> terms than I just said it. Um, and that sent me into a tailspin, man. That sent me to a place of depression. Mm. That sent me into a place of, uh, anxiety, um, a lot of emotional distress. It sent me into a place where I really, you know, began to really question God a lot. Mm. Um, because working at Christian Union was actually a dream job for me. Mm. You know, I, when I first got a, uh, hired at Christian Union, I was surprised they even hired someone like me. Mm. You know, um, and Christian Union, is, you know, it's, it's a salaried position. You don't raise your support. So they, they paid very well. Um, and I got to work with students and, and shepherd them. The only thing I could have imagined that was better in terms of ministry for me was actually being a pastor, which was like my ultimate goal, right? Um, wanted to church plant and be a pastor. And I wasn't going to go the pastoral route because I didn't quite feel like it was the time to step into that. But this gig at Christian Union was like the next best thing, right? In, in my opinion. So... Uh, to see it come under threat was just shocking. It was jarring. Um, and I immediately, um, I began to question God on it because I felt like my life was just now stabilizing. You know, um, I had gone through a lengthy unemployment season for like the first half of 2016. Um, had gotten the Christian Union job in August of 2016. So it had been doing the job for a year and a half and really feeling like, oh, okay, things are stabilized. Things are getting good. Like I'm building myself up financially. I have a prestigious job working at like an Ivy League university. Yeah. People always, you know, like look up when they hear where I'm working, what I'm doing, you know, started to feel myself a little bit, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, to be honest, like, wow, I'm, I really do this. Yeah, I do this. I do this ministry thing. Like I'm a minister, right. Of the gospel, official title and everything. Right. And so I thought I was really making advancements in life. Right. And so to have it come under attack so quickly, you know what I mean? So, uh, so fiercely and so unexpectedly. That was the thing because a lot of the critiques that were being leveled my way from my new boss just it was unexpected. Mm. Like I did, I weren't, I wasn't. It wasn't like I was hearing some of those criticisms under my former boss, and now you know things have carried over to my new boss, and so you know it was to be expected. It was unexpected, right? And so 
they kind of came up with some some measuring points that they kind of wanted to see me do so I could possibly keep my job. And so the job just began to eat, eat away at me, man. Like, so the job actually became all, almost like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of like two sides to this job. There was the student side, which I absolutely adored. <laughs> like getting to sit down with the student, dive into their lives, hear about their lives, find ways to minister to them, try to pinpoint and identify where this person is in life. How can I best come alongside them to help them? That stuff just invigorated me. Teaching the Bible, explaining the Bible, praying about the Bible. There was there was just such a life giving joy that mm, came from it. Yeah. Right. And then there was the behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. There was the staff stuff. There was the constant threat of losing my job mm. um, stuff that was just draining. Yeah. <laughs> Suffocating. Yeah, it's tough. A lot of the times people go into full time ministry because they love um, they love people. They love yeah, being around people. Exactly. Um, they love teaching. They love scripture. Um, and then. You know, it's tough to reckon. Uh, I, 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 see, I think it's pretty common that folks recognize there's like this whole administrative, logistical, yeah. organizational side to things that oftentimes is the very opposite of that. And absolutely. It could, be, it could be very frustrating. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, and what, I, what I saw among what, what I saw was just uh, ministry became, began to be uh, impure to me. Um, I long for the days when I just led a small group and I just taught the Bible and mm. I didn't have to worry about numbers. I didn't have to worry about who showed up to my Bible course or not. Um, and it became very, um, I just don't know how to explain the, the hurt that I felt, man. Mm. Like when I prepared a lesson I felt good about this lesson. I felt like I was going to teach this lesson. And then four guys showed up to my Bible course that day. And instead of me feeling joyful about me having to just pour into these four guys, mm -hmm. like I'm going to pour into these guys. I'm going to, I'm just going to give my all. I'm going to try to glorify the Lord. I just got depressed in that moment. And I would shoulder through it and I try not to show it. And I'd make these little, you know, side comments like hey guys bring your friends and stuff like that try to spin it but inside I was just depressed man I was just sad like and it's it it, it, it just kept punching me in the gut you know what I mean and it, it it wasn't even so much that it it was what it was because honestly you can have a banging bible study with four guys <laughs> Are you kidding me yeah you can you can you can you can love on however many people in your Bible course and do well with it. But then when you just know your job's on the line, there's pressure, I'm going to have to record the attendance and I'm going to have to eventually answer for these numbers. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, sucked the life out of everything. Yeah. And it became this kind of thing where it was like I was doing my job, but feeling like I wasn't doing my job. Mm. And honestly, to this day, that's the biggest thing that I wrestle with when it comes to vocational ministry is that you can prepare to teach, to preach. You can invest hours into students and to people and they can simply just not respond. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and depending on who you have to answer to, 
it can be detrimental to you. It can be mm. detrimental to your finances. It can be detrimental to a lot of your well-being. Yeah. And it became very frustrating. Here I was, I got a master of divinity. I know theology. I know the Bible. I put together a great lesson. I want to I teach it. Um, people don't show up or low, low, low numbers show up. And then I'm going to have to face my boss who is essentially arguing that I'm not doing my job. Mm. <clears throat> Challenging stuff. Mm. Stuff that just hits to the ego over and over and over again. Very, very frustrating. So, so now we fast forward to, you know, so this is basically, this is basically what's happening for um, in the fall of 2018 into spring of 2019. Um, and there's just a lack of clarity, not knowing what was going to happen, if I was going to come back into the fall. Um, I had a conversation with my boss who said I was going to come back in, in the fall. So I actually did go into the summer thinking that I was going to come back. Mm. But there was also this sense in which like, yeah, I, I think it let me go. Right. Um, yeah. So leading up to um, when you got let go, like, was there like a heightened sense of anxiety or awareness that this was about to happen? Or um, how, how did you respond to that? Um, so. There, I wouldn't say there was a heightened sense because uh, summertime's pretty chill. So, um, you know, we still have certain assignments and things like that we're, we're doing over the summer, um, certain like development things for staff and things of that nature. But the overall um, intensity of the job really kind of laxes, and we're and we're not really as as much in communication. People kind of go their separate ways for the summer. So I actually was, I don't want to say completely taken off guard because I understood the season I was in, but I was a little bit sort of surprised because I, I thought that because I had entered into the summer and it was kind of late, late July, almost August, that I was going to make it into the fall. Mm. So somewhat taken aback. But um, so how it happened was I, I received an email from, from an executive to to talk about my employment, and when I saw that email, I knew I knew the situation. Hmm. Like I knew I was I was about to get let go because executives don't ever really reach out to staff people like that, right? I know my boss had just transitioned out, so it was kind of like, well, maybe my boss wasn't there, so he felt the need he had to talk to me. But I just felt like this was it, and and the timing on which it was happening too was it was right before our major staff conference in the fall. I'm um, in in uh, summer, August. So I was like, this is actually the right, the perfect time. Like, if they're really gonna let go of me, it has to be now. So I just responded to him. I said, hey, so this is about my employment, and he responded back to me. He was like, yes, it is. Wow. So we met the next day. And so you know, we meet in the ministry center, and, and right by Columbia's campus. And uh, he walks in, and he 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 walks in with HR. <laughs> and once I saw HR, I was yeah, like, "It's over." <laughs> there's, there's, so th there's this scene in Goodfellas where Joe Pesci is about to get. Have you seen Goodfellas? I have seen it. So yes. you know when he he walks, he's he's about to get killed, but he doesn't know it. Mm -hmm. And he walks into this room where they say they're throwing a party for him. And he walks in and yes. he sees no one in the party. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he's about to be a like made that man. That moment yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
no. So, you know, uh, so he walks in, HR walks in, um, a few minutes later, I was like, oh, it's over. It's over. Um, done. So, you know, and then we had the conversation, you know, you know, they said they were letting me go. They were eliminating the position. They weren't going to look to replace me. Um, you know, numbers had kind of dwindled and it wasn't about my performance. Mm. Um, and you know, we talked service package and things of that nature and you know, it was, it was done. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So how, how were those first couple of weeks after getting let go and just kind of, was was this the first time you experienced kind of like getting let go from a major job? Yeah. So like, what was, what was, what was that like? I mean, what was going through your head emotionally, spiritually? Um, yeah. Um, man, this is hard to articulate everything, man. Um, uh, the word that comes to mind is just lostness, hmm. just lost, um, really just uh, thinking through like, okay, what what caused this? Was this really an insufficient? Because, you know, they told me like, hey, this isn't about your hmm. performance. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, okay, but if I would have did better. I'd still have a job, right? Like, mm. and then it doesn't kind of match up with a year and a half of hearing constant critiques from my boss that somehow um, now I'm, you know, supposedly not being let go because of my performance. Now, I, I mean, I can trust that some of that is, it has to be accurate because, you know, they didn't replace me with anybody. So I'm not saying they were not telling me the truth, but I just kind of wonder, like, cause, mm-hmm. and, and you know, the reality is this, when I go through things that are negative, I always have the propensity to go, what, what, what's my fault in this? Like, mm-hmm. how did I mess this up? Yeah. You know? And I was thinking to myself, man, like, <laughs> um, why, why am I like this? I, I don't know. I feel like in some ways, you know, I kind of grew up and, you know, whenever I got in trouble, like my mom would always ask me, yeah, but what did you do wrong? You know what I mean? Or, or like, like whenever something happened, like it was always like, I, I'm always the one to want to figure out like, how could I have made this better? That's mm-hmm. just my natural wiring. I, I don't like to play the victim. I don't like to, um, you know, figure out like what are the external circumstances that led to this? It's always like, man, but if I would have had just been better, yeah, this would not have been the outcome. Mm, yeah, right? and so I'm just like all these questions, like, yo, is this an indictment on, on me as a minister? Hmm. Right, because um, I had I was in another ministry uh, situation before this. It wasn't as extensive as this, but that also was a, and a challenge in, in, a, in a way that was not so good, mm-hmm. right? And so I kind of had two back-to-back ministry experiences that were negative. Um, and so I'm going, this is an indictment on me. Hmm. This is an indictment on my calling. Maybe ministry really isn't for me. Maybe I can't really do this. Hmm. You know, um, like what, what comes next, right? Um, I, I have all of these sort of questions about vocational ministry and frustrations with vocational ministry and frustrations with feeling like I was doing my job, but not doing my job. 
And so I'm, I'm feeling lost, man. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and frustrated with a lot of things and frustrated with people, frustrated with my former boss, feeling like I could have, you know, I didn't really get a, I didn't really get a shot. You know what I mean? I didn't really get a shot to prove mm. myself. And, you know, all kinds of things going through my head, man. All yeah. kinds of things. And honestly, when I'm in that state, I sometimes don't process very well with people. Mm. And it, it just causes me to just kind of shut down. And I just try to escape. Mm. You know what I mean? So those first few weeks of just like heavy entertainment, heavy sort of just like I'm just trying to block out those voices. Yeah. Maybe I'll just sleep it off, whatever, yeah. you know, just doing whatever I can because dealing with me and where I'm at just seems way too difficult, way too difficult. Yeah. You know, there's, 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 there are questions that I'm probably going to be spending the rest of my life wrestling with just being thrown at me right now. And it's just like, it's too much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, man. I could. I mean, I imagine anyone going through a season of just kind of radical change that is unforeseen and, I guess, in the moment, unwelcomed. Like, there's so many questions, identity, just life trajectory stuff. Um, but for, for just hearing your story and just kind of like having a little bit of an experience, like firsthand, I feel like it's 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 compounded in terms of being complex because, um, yeah, just like that vocational ministry aspect. Yeah. And then that being intertwined with, all right. So you already kind of alluded to that idea of just, and you use the word like kind of ministry became impure and, 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 and that definitely resonates because it's a sense that here's this thing that you love to do and it's become almost kind of like professionalized. Right. So mm -hmm. those two things are intertwined, but then, um, on the other hand, it's like your job and your spiritual life and your relationship yes. with God becomes like yes. intertwined in a way which it's, is, it's, it's is this, very unique and yeah. very challenging. And I know for me, there's moments where I've kind of gone through ebbs and flows of uh, of kind of like, you know, just the questions that everybody asks in terms of vocation, like, you know, yeah. but you know, when you, when you, when you kind of like lean into the question, like, should I be doing this? All of a sudden, if you're, if your job is ministry, it's like, well, if I wasn't doing this, yes. how much of my relationship with God is tied oh to my God. vocation? Bro. And is that even authentic? You know, <laughs> which is questions I've never asked before I went into ministry. Man. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Did you experience that? What did that look like for you? Does bruh. that make sense? <laughs> yes, know? it does, yeah. bro. It makes all the sense in the world, man. I think one of the things that I began to realize as this was happening and then after I got let go was just this unholy marriage between my identity and my work. Yeah. Um, and I can see how that happens in most vocation and almost any vocation that people really pride themselves in. You can kind of put your identity into your work. Mm. But the thing about ministry that's even more challenging is that your Christianity actually is the very core of your identity. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like that's actually rightfully so your identity. And so you're working oftentimes from a place of the deepest part of who you are. <laughs> like you're giving not just, you know, when I taught a Bible study, it wasn't just this information that I was giving. I was giving a part of myself, 
like my passion was in this. This is this is the stuff that it was to the very core of what I believe mm. about life. You know, it's almost like if you're a math teacher and you, you know, you teach math, but you don't, you know, you 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 don't. Unless, I don't know. Maybe some stu- teachers do, but I would imagine most math teachers don't build their entire worldview and their deepest sense of belief from the math that they teach. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the subject that I have information on that I'm teaching versus this thing that's very deeply rooted in my belief system and how I shape my life mm. that I am teaching, you know, and man, I got to tell you, man, when I lost this job, there was this fear. Like I woke up sometimes like, yo, am I still a Christian? Hmm. Like, what, what do I what, what do? I do? Yeah. So much of my faith was wrapped up in the work of doing ministry that now that that's not there, especially when you're in a place of struggling with God, asking questions about God, wrestling with God, as I was doing, you know, having those doubts and then now having to um, not, not have the thing that's so tied to the expression of your faith around anymore, your faith almost seems inauthentic. Mm. It's like, whoa, like, and they were talking about, yo, am I, am I, am I losing my faith? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, it, it, it was just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird feeling, man. Um, and I don't know when it happened or how it happened, but I did realize how much like my identity kind of just got wrapped up, mm. seriously wrapped up in, Doing the work of a minister, and not, and when that that part of my identity is removed, now your faith has to kind of stand on its own, has to thrive on its own. Yeah, yeah. Right before, where it was like my faith was partly thriving on serving others mm-hmm. and ministering to others. Now that that's not there. You got to. It has to survive on its own, mm. right? And so, and, and, and I understand people will kind of push back and go, "Well, you can always serve others, and you know, serve in the church." And and, and I'm not knocking that, um, but the level and the extent to which my life was wrapped around ministry and serving, like yeah. when you see that go away, especially in such a fashion of it being kind of ripped away, yeah. It's it's a very confusing thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's it's very confusing. It's, it's almost like it's it's so elusively those three things get to tethered together, like yes. serving your job, yes, and your actual genuine relationship with Jesus, yes. And then if it's all tied together, yes. When you scoop those other two up, yes. And like the third one starts to go with it, you're like, oh my gosh, like yes. What? What's going on, right? So, um, so it sounds like what you're saying is is that in a lot of ways it was it was kind of like a, in some ways like a mercy from God and kind of like a oh yeah like a like a healthy for sure thing that you process through. Can you can you talk can you talk a little bit about kind of like how, you know how you process that how you move forward where you're at now in terms of all that and just the, the healthy questions maybe that were brought up that kind of challenged you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think, I do, first of all, I, you know, I want to be clear. Um, you know, when I said I don't really process with people, I want to be clear. I did process with people. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, sh- I probably process, I should have processed a lot more with people. <laughs> but, you know, there were people, you know, staff, former staff members, you know, hearing me out, listening to me. You know, group of guys I, I live with 
that I go to church with hearing me out, my elders from my church hearing me out, right? People rooting for me, you know. Um, and so I think in those times, man, you know, you need to be reminded of who you are from the ground up, right? And from the very beginning, it's you're a child of the Lord, like you're a son, you're an heir. Before Jesus did anything, you know, God, there was a voice from heaven saying, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Mm -hmm. And I had to remind myself, look, before you were a minister, before you did anything, you were in Christ, you know, and he was well pleased with you. And it it was just that um, having to remind yourself of that, hearing people tell you, remind you of who you are. And honestly, sometimes just having some time pass away and realizing for yourself that, hey, life's not actually going to fall apart like mm, I thought it was. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes it just takes a little time for you to go, okay, hmm, I didn't know what, you know, life past this would look like. And in many ways, I'm still wrestling with what it looks like. But at the same time, the implosion <laughs> that I thought was going to happen yeah. didn't happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so sometimes you just got to wait it out and realize, look, man, I'm still here. God's mm-hmm. still good. The spirit is still working in me every day to remind me to call me, call, you know, me to him, to him and to for him to heal me and, and that sort of thing. And I feel like I've had some really, really great moments with the Lord um, since being unemployed. You know, in my own personal time, I actually have a lot more time now, right? Yeah. So really having God really minister to me, um, heal me, you know, and I think just over time, the spirit, just allow yourself, man, to just be open to God's spirit. And he just reminds you of who you are, hmm. you know, when your identity is confused, you're confused. You know, and then you realize, okay, my faith is strong and it will survive this. Mm. Even if I don't have that outlet and where I was exercising my faith, my faith is nonetheless still there. Mm-hmm. Right. Because um, the Lord is good and he's the one that holds me. He's the one, not, not one of those who are in his hand will be lost. You yeah. know, and so it's, it's just trusting that the Lord has you. Mm-hmm. Right. And will keep you. And will help you to recover. So, mm-hmm. and I just experienced that over the last few months. And, you know, like I said, still wrestling with a lot of things. And I'm not going to paint this picture like things are all good. But I'm, I think I'm definitely in a better place emotionally, mentally. And, and I think, you know, one of the things God, I think, really was laying on my heart was all these questions are coming to you. And you may or may not get sufficient answers to these questions, but, you know, God will heal regardless. Like, I'm the type of person where it's like, I need answers sometimes. I I like to rationalize. I like to think. And sometimes it's like, man, you know, God can bring you to a place, even if you never get the answers that you want or are still questioning, still wrestling. God can bring you to a place of faith and trust despite that, Hmm. you know, that's good, man. And I feel like that's what God's been doing as I'm still wrestling with these questions. And I'm, as I'm still wrestling with myself and all the emotions wrapped up in it, there's still, there's this sense of like, okay, but God is able to heal me and use me 
strengthen me and prepare me for what's next, even as I wrestle. Mm. So I think God's been really yeah. particularly faithful in doing that. That's good, man. Yeah, man. So just like wrestling through what's next and you saying all that, like, do you feel like moving forward, you are going to continue in ministry? Do you feel like you're going to take a season or a prolonged season or maybe you feel like you want to take your life in a totally different direction and vocationally? Like, what what have you been processing as to like what's next? Yeah. Um, wow. I just felt like a real heaviness over that question, man, because so much of of what I'm processing is like what's next. Um, like I said before, like there are definitely some frustrations of vocational ministry right now. Um, I just have an issue with having my financial livelihood attached to people's response to the gospel, hmm. people's response to um, ministry. And, um, I don't, I can't honestly say I'm processing it in the right way. I wish I could say like, I have all these healthy thoughts and I am talking with people who are healthy and I am processing it, but there's some things that I don't, I can't quite say a lot of my thoughts towards vocational ministry are godly right now. Hmm. You know, I wish I could say it was, but there's, there's a, there's a frustration with it that almost, it does feel fleshly, but also, it also feels justified. Hmm. And I'm wrestling with that, and I'm like, man, I don't know what vocational ministry looks like. I, I still want to be a pastor. I still would like to plant a church. Don't want to be a vocational ministry right now? Absolutely not. Hmm. Hmm. Nope. Yeah, so so <laughs> what what have you seen as, like, a next step? Or have you identified that? It, yeah. I mean, I have made... Um, steps to go into web development. Um, been doing like coding um, uh, programs online, looking even into some boot camps uh, to go into web development. Um, currently, was learning JavaScript and possibly some other languages. But you know, um, and, and, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be the next step. But even as I look into that, there's a lot of fear there. Mm. There's a lot of uncertainty, mm. um, like, you know, questions of like, is this for me? You know, um, your ministry is what I've known, is what I went to school for. You know, am I letting a situation that was tough rip me from my calling, mm. you know, or is it okay to take a season away from ministry? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, because look, plenty of ministers are bivocational. Right. And I think sometimes as ministers, we feel like, you know, the only way we can express yeah, it's our. That's the only route. Yes, yeah, the only route, right? Which is just not true. It's, it's okay to develop yourself in other ways professionally mm -hmm. and even look to do ministry outside of that, right? But I do feel a specific calling to, to, to designate an enormous amount of time in ministry. Mm. Like, I do. Well, that's interesting because it's almost like it's the way that I framed the question was like, you know, it's one and the same even. And mm -hmm. so like, th it's really two different questions, which yeah. is like, do, do you want to continue to, to serve in this way? And then the second question is, what do you want to do vocationally? Yeah. 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 And I definitely do want to continue to serve. I mean, whatever service I do now will definitely be in a local church. Mm. 
it'll definitely be serving at my local church. Which Shout out to, to Bridge. Bridge Bridge Church. Now, even right now, I lead a, a city group, a, a city group, right? So I'm I haven't totally cut myself off from all ministry, um, but ministry that's tied to my profession and tied to people saying, "Hey, we need this from you, or else." <laughs> I have I struggle with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when it's it has a lot to do with people, and I can't control people. Mm. thing about coding is if I put the code in the right way, <laughs> the, the, the code's going to do what I tell it to do. Yeah, it's so funny, man. Yeah. With people, I can't tell them to do what I want to do. Yeah. And they, I can't make you come to church. I can't make you come to my Bible course. I can't mm. make you, right? And so I struggle with that. I wrestle mm. with that. Um, and, and so, you know, is it a lack of trust? Is it a lack of faith? I don't know. I can't say it isn't. <laughs> but... Um, I know for right now. I think it's a real observation. I yeah. think it's a legitimate observation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but right now I feel burnt out for ministry, man. Yeah. Um, I do. Um, vocational ministry specifically. Um, and there's a lot of things that are just tied up in that, you know, mm-hmm. tied up in that. Yeah. So I'm feeling like I need to take a, a prolonged break from ministry. Um, with the hope that maybe in a few years I could step back into it, probably in a, in a more long term yeah. role. So, yeah. So, so in the middle of just kind of even still having a lot of question marks, um, and, and still kind of discerning that next step, and then still having those those days where it's just like you're in it, man. You yeah. know, um, what what do you feel like spend most helpful on like a day-to-day basis and um what do you feel like has been most helpful in general i know you you talked about you know just having good conversations with people like is there anything else you kind of yeah man um yeah community is huge huge can't cannot um overstate the need for people (laughs) people that love you to remind you because there's just a whole lot of shame that comes from losing your job, like mm. shame and guilt almost. And to have people remind you like, yo, you're still the same you. We still love you mm. because you don't have so and so title anymore. It doesn't change the fact that you're still you. We still love you. We still care about you. And so having people in your life is just so critical. Um, so I cannot overstate that the need for community um, and, 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 you know, I think for me, it's been a season since I do have the time now of trying to really discern the Lord's voice and all this spending extended amount of time with the Lord. Um, and that's always been something I've wrestled with the consistency and that sort of thing, but it's gotten a little bit better in recent weeks. And, um, I've felt like peace from mm. the Lord. I think the Lord has wow. really given me a greater level of supernatural peace on on these things, on on what's happening. Um and so, you know, I think it kind of becomes cliche, we'll spend more time with Jesus, but really it's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in times like this, man, and, and I know for me I wrestle with escapism, you know what I mean? Mm. Try not to think about my problems, trying to just draw my problems in various things. But um it you know, masking it doesn't 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 go away. Mm. You know, having frank conversations with Jesus with people 
praying your frustrations, um, trusting in him, scripture, listening to sermons, whatever you can, having that word preached over you, it, it man, it makes all the difference in the world, man. Yeah. You know, what, what would you say is the best conversation you've had in this season? And what did, what did you like get out of that? Man, that's a good question, man. Um, I've had lots of good conversations in this season. Um, I definitely would say the best conversations I've had uh, are with a, a current, he's currently on staff at Columbia, um, just co-worker who um, has really helped me not want to rush over the pain. Hmm. Um, and I think has really helped me um, to, to see that it's okay to feel like confused. And because see, when you're feeling like all the different emotions and you're confused and you're sad, there's a part of you that goes, I shouldn't be feeling this. I need to feel happy. Wow. Like I need to feel happy like right now. So then you go, you try to do certain things, whatever, just try to make you feel happy. And it's just like, you know, I had a conversation with him uh, a couple of weeks ago where it was just like, man, you know what? This is going to be a, a crazy season for you. And you just need to give yourself the license to feel like confused, sad, frustrated, mm-hmm. a victim, however you want to feel. Yeah. Like you need to give yourself the space to do that. And not try to rush over this and try to create this false sense of happiness um, and just and, and just let God do what he wants to do with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because our mentality is we don't want to feel any pain at all. Like we don't, you know, and it's understandable. Pain sucks. Nobody wants to feel pain. But I do think that what we do is when we feel pain, we want to rush over it and get to the next place that's painless. And um, I think... You know, that conversation, the conversation I had really just gave me the freedom. So, like, when I feel depressed, I don't feel depressed because I'm depressed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like when you feel a certain way, you get on yourself for feeling that way. Like, come on, man. Like, yo, tighten up, man. You know, be strong. It's like, you know what, man? Like, yo, it's okay. Like, Mm. this was this was challenging. This was rough. Like, it's okay to feel confused, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to feel like, I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because legitimately what happened to you should induce those feelings, mm. right? And so I think that that was a free, that was a freeing conversation to have. So, so when I wake up and I feel depressed, I'm not further frustrated with that but it's like okay you know this is the season i'm in you know but you know i try to trust in the lord in the midst of all that Mm. yeah so this conversation man it was intended just to be kind of like an update like where we've been at but honestly i feel like it's it's a lot more than that man because it's deep (laughs) yeah it got real deep (laughs) but um we actually wanted to talk about something else yeah but we just was like yo just roll with this (laughs) um but Honestly, man, thank you for sharing, dude. Thank you for being vulnerable because, yeah. I mean, yo, that's speaking. That's this whole this whole conversation is speaking to me deeply, and and you know, we hope for you guys. It's not just an update. Um, you know, City Image is a family, yeah. um, and so we obviously want to keep you guys in the loop. But but yeah, we hope you know maybe there's something that you could glean off of this. You know, you can see you're not alone 
in, in, in what you're going through as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and we're definitely fighting for a greater level of consistency from, from here on out. I mean, I think I'm definitely coming back into a season of feeling like I could pour into others again. I mean, I consider City Image a part of my ministry. Um, and having questions about ministry and losing my confidence in it obviously isn't going to help, you know, with the urgency to put out a podcast. But, I mean, I do feel like, you know, uh, just in a healthier space. And so I think we're definitely um, going to come back to you with, with a greater level of consistency, man. Thank you guys for sticking with us, rocking with us, man, being our fans. Um, man, yeah, we. I just thank God for you guys. I thank God for people who, like, care about what Brian the Theological Giant has to say, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, man. Uh, so keep rocking with us, man. Um, but definitely going to be hitting you guys with, with more content uh, and, and consistently moving forward. So, See you guys. Peace. All right. Peace out.